Hey guys, this is Kelsey. We got my buddy Brooke Hyder. Say hey, Brooke. Hey guys. We got Brooke Hyder here. Some of the Tito's gang to talk about God knows what during this thing. We're coming in this. This is going to be Merle's Inlet Sports episode two. We're not going to confine it just to sports. We're going to jump all around and talk about all sorts of things. That being said, Brooke is our go-to golf person. So we're going to talk about fucking golf. We're going to talk about betting on sports in which uh, you got a couple of bets in tonight. There's a couple pending right now. We're going to talk about all sorts of things. But that being said, if you think if you want there to be a rhyming reason to this, now is the time to turn back because there's not going to be a rhyming reason to this. So... I said that we were going to get into other shit that we don't normally cover. We sort of know Dustin Johnson, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, he he's a, he's really good friends with a with a close friend. He he come out. He comes to hang out with us at at our bar in the inlet regularly when he's in town. That being said, For sure. Not to go incriminating or anything or giving away any information that don't need to be given away. Can we talk about the fact? As to whether or not there really was an injury on this last go around at Augusta, do you can want to we, get into the conspiracy? We can cut this if we need to. I just want to get you see how you feel about that. There's there's one conspiracy I've heard. What is the one conspiracy that you've heard? And I'll tell you the one that I've heard. Maybe but, the same one. Well, it's coming from a pretty legitimate source. Yes. Um, but, of course, we've already played you know telephone for probably five or seven stories yeah. by then. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So, what I've heard is that Dustin Johnson got accosted by another golfer and his friends for doing more than what they should be doing, probably. Huh. Yeah. Now, I know for a fact that the PGA's hush-hush uh, drug policy is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a big situation, too, with uh, Tiger Woods and all of those injuries or whatever. Right, right. Were not really injuries. And that maybe he was just getting involved extracurricularly more liberally than he should. I would agree with that, probably. Okay. Um, That is the only thing that makes me wonder that somebody who has been a couple of times with Dustin in that uh, the jet ski incident. Pulled back. Yep. And then the falling down the stairs at his at his hardwood floors, man. Hardwood Socks. floors, hey man, falling don't Dude, hurt. Hey, try it's it yourself. The stop. Yeah, true that. You know, it's the quick. It's the right there at the end. That last little bit. Well, sucks. What, are, what are you going to do? I mean, some like sometimes someone like pops out in front of you. You got to stop. You know. Sometimes you got to pop if you don't stop. And it was raining that whole day. True story. I mean, they, like they were just sitting in the house. The floors were obviously wet, right? Tracked in the pizza yeah. boy all day long. All water because they didn't leave the house. It was delivery, correct? You know, no, so. no. What, I, what I'm trying to get at is I'm trying to go at your <laughs> angle and say if it was if it was like raining all day, then he was probably drinking vodka all day. Guess what? In the house, like that's what I'm talking about right there. In the house, you know. 
and, and all right, so do you? So that's why he slipped. How do, do you agree or disagree with the PGA's handling this situation? Of uh, Dustin Johnson not being able to play, it just any no, just any situation like like the Tiger Woods thing, or it, it like say if Rory goes out and gets hammered and gets a DUI tomorrow, uh, and then they say, oh, Rory accidentally slipped and fell in his house and and hurt his back. Do you would you rather as a golf fan know what they did and the PGA to kind of stand behind and say, listen, these are humans, they made a mistake, they fucked up, this is what they did. Sort of like the NFL does, or would you rather it stay like it is and and they sort of keep the old people in Augusta grinning? I, I really actually like that question a lot. I'm gonna good, t- I'm good. Gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. Thank you for the question. So, um, my answer to your question is, and it makes a shit ton of sense. Okay. We are dealing with a ton of of in and out flow of golfers for the PGA tour. Yes. So we're, we're dealing with 144 players a week. These guys are tour players that are practicing at barefoot landing. They're, they're over in Ponte Vigia reach down trying to make a living for themselves. Yes. We're talking about the minor leaguers. So you got 70 guys essentially give or take that are guaranteed on the tour. Got they're going to every, every event. Okay. The rest of them are showing up because they got sponsors exemptions or something else going on. Okay, so okay, like they're they're not on tour, you know they're 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 not getting paid by anybody. But every single time, like there's a tournament that they're invited to, they'll go to. But the problem is, there's such an influx of it, and they're degenerates over degenerate. These guys are we're coming from like people like like being Maxwell and my friends over here and there, like playing golf over here for like a few bucks a hole. Yeah, right. I mean, th- this is what we're talking about. Oh yeah, golf talk. Yeah. Chipping ain't, so, easy. Chipping ain't easy. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so you're saying basically that um, because there's a lot of these outsiders that end up making it onto the tour and they don't have to deal, deal with the <clears throat> spotlight usually and they just live their lives how they want to and then that sort of carries over? Well, no, I'm talking about how much of a turnover it is. I mean, we're, okay. not, we're, we're not talking about like there's – Five Tiger Woods, four Mickelsons, and a couple Jordan Speeds. Yeah, these guys are in and out, in and out. Do you, if you want to like declare and talk about every single situation that the golfers are getting in trouble on, okay? Yeah, it would make the PGA Tour look like a piece of crap, probably. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. think about it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, make it look like the NFL does when you get a lot of wife beaters in there. That, well, the best thing about it is they can only hold so many players on each team, so you can't really augment it. You, I mean, you can't make it like yeah. a damn. So there's an unlimited. Basically, what you're saying is there's an unlimited reservoir of golfers, more than there would be for the the Any individual that's going to be playing in the NFL. That's yeah. the next best tight end or the next best safety. Yeah, I mean, think about it. it makes total sense. Now, obviously, it's not going to stay that way forever, or do you think it will? Do you think it'll always be that way with the with the with the PGA to where they always keep it a secret? I think it's better for the brand, in my opinion. Do we all know what's going on, and like who really Absolutely. cares? Okay, we all do. Yeah. Right. So, yep. why do we need like the governing authority to do it if we can figure it out from whatever else? You know what I mean? 
That's true. I mean, you're like everyone's like following like the, whoever their favorite golfer is on Twitter or whatever. You know what they're doing at every second of every day, basically. Right. So huh. what, you know what I mean? You Interesting. Just, it's a very like low key kind of system. So if you get, yeah, <laughs> they fail like a drug test mm-hmm. day of. Like they're not gonna. They won't. They'll never show the results of a drug test for PGA's, which is cool, I guess, for for the brand. But it sort of makes it shitty for other sports. Like, they're like, not other sports per se, but like, it, it, it makes the NFL look worse if they have somebody that they, that fails a drug test for fucking meth. It's like, holy shit, there's people doing meth in the NFL when very well, like you were just saying, there's a lot of people on the PGA Tour technically that are doing shit like that every night. And they're not really having the the consequences aren't aren't as deep as they are in any other sport. Well, there's still consequences. They're just not publicized. So, okay, I mean, what are those consequences though? Do you know, I, have, I mean, I don't. You, I would you know, I would assume that like you probably have a couple strikes, you know, kind of deal. I mean, I have no clue what it is, but in my opinion, I mean, I would say like you know you can't you know kick someone off the PGA tour for their first like offense, but yeah. Um, I think Dustin Johnson probably was like kind of the person that set the standard for put all that in motion. Technically, no, don't mess up, <laughs> or you know, don't do any, don't do drugs if you're the number one player in the world. Yeah, I mean, did Tiger do that too? I and mean, it just wasn't as publicized back then. Did he fuck up bad? I'm like sure, that? man. I'm sure, dude. He had. Look to, how he dude. ended up. Of course, he did. I mean. You look at him now, dude, and I mean, he's just getting pissed drunk every fucking night or whatever. Have you ever heard of his, uh, his, his, like, book from, uh, Hank Haney? Uh-uh. Well, if you ever, uh, want to watch it, it's called The Big Miss. The Big Miss. The Big Miss. So, their whole deal was when he was, like, really winning every <coughs> tournament, no one could stop him. They just said, there's one side of the golf course I'll never hit. And they called it, they don't want to hit it in the big miss. And they kept it on one side of the golf course, and that was their only strategy. It was pretty crazy. Pretty interesting. It's called the big miss. Hank Haney. Hank Haney was a genius. He was a... Well, he's still around, so I wouldn't say, like, was, but he, like, and I wouldn't say genius. Uh, You wouldn't say genius? What would you say he is? Just a good, good teacher. Who would you say is a genius? You. (laughs) Not me. On the golf course. Who would you say is a genius on the golf course? Who was? Because I can't really talk about now. Yeah. Who who was who was the wizard? Who was the one that just their style of play, not necessarily I would say all around. Like dude, dude Arnold fucking, Palmer. Arnold Palmer. All day long. He was the wizard. He was the I'm, one. I'm pretty damn sure everyone else will agree with that. He could. I, I remember the, the ESPN video of him like going out front of ESPN studios and just chipping a golf, chipping into a red cup. Was that a real video? You remember that video? The no. ESPN, the ESPN commercial where Robert Palmer chipped the chipped into the red cup. Arnold Palmer. Yep. Mm-mm. I'm gonna look it up. Arnold Palmer chip in at ESPN. Like recent, like no, 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 no. Oh, it's it was like a long, long time, time ago. ago. YouTube Arnold Palmer chipping into a red cup. Oh my god! <laughs> You've never seen that? Nope. But everyone should look at it now. 
YouTube, Arnold ESPN, Arnold Palmer's chip shot. That is awesome. I mean, just just a class act, man. Like I never got to see him in person, but everyone I've ever talked to who's like you know watched golf over the years, or who I kind of looked up to, they all yeah. said Jack was awesome. You know, you got Trevino, you got Seve. If you're you know you know wanting to follow a Spaniard, I mean, yeah, yeah. some of the best golfers ever, and everybody will say Arnold Palmer. The, the king. Arnold Palmer is your favorite, your favorite golfer of all time. Yes. Who's your favorite active golfer? Is it that Zach Thomas kid or, or uh, whoever you said? Um, Jordan Spieth. <laughs> we weren't editing there. I had to sneeze. He said Jordan Spieth. He's he gives you hope, right? I had lost hope in the game after Tiger Woods. When Tiger was on, everybody watched golf. And now, yeah. All right, so you witnessed that. You witnessed the whole thing. Like Tiger was, Tiger was going into his prime when we were kids, right? Oh yeah, he was going into that. All right. So you saw where golf fandom was then. How does that differ from then to now? And do you, can you tell a difference? Yeah, you can tell a huge difference. What what other than Tiger was Tiger Woods just that much more interesting to watch than anybody playing right now? Yeah, he was. He really was. Yep. All right, greatest athlete of all time, probably. Would you Would you argue between? And the argument is him or Jordan. Oh, that's tough, man. You you, you got to throw a couple more names in the bucket now. Okay, greatest athlete of all time. You got to go. You got to go with him, Jordan. You're a hockey guy, Gretzky, <clears throat> um, Bo Jackson. <laughs> Dion. <laughs> so, thank God you said Dion Sanders. Okay, nah. so yeah, now now. Nah, I'm, and I'm just fucking around. Fuck Auburn. Uh, Bo Jackson, great athlete, but sorry. <laughs> To hell with Auburn. Roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Like, for real, though. Not Bo Jackson. <laughs> no, no. All right. So, between... All right, let's go between Tiger, Jordan. The greatest ever. The greatest athlete of all time. Gotta be <clears throat> Jordan. Gotta be Jordan. At least for, like, the days we've been breathing air. Okay. Jordan. You're right. Did Jordan now? Are you taking into account the effects that that athlete had on their sport? On everybody. <clears throat> okay. So, and, and Asher said the same thing. Asher said that Jordan will beat you. He don't give a shit. He said, "I'll race you to the stop sign and I'll beat you, and we'll beat you." Like I mean, he didn't lose. But because I'm not a basketball guy, and I, I grew oh. up. I grew up during the Jordan era and didn't watch basketball, and I'm an idiot for Man, not. Oh. I mean, of course, I saw I saw Jordan play. Right. No, I mean, you can't grow up in the 90s and not see Jordan play basketball. But it's not like I knew what I was watching. But then again, I don't think anybody really did. We're always watching greatness. You just don't know what it is until, like, later on, man. I'm glad you said that. You, you get into the hoops, right? I love You're it. a basketball guy. All right. Is LeBron James' legacy going to be hurt 
only because not and I'm not saying only is his his legacy going to be in question because of his constant comparison to Michael comparison to Michael Jordan. I don't think so. And, and that's and, good to hear. And and here's here's my reason why. LeBron is a way more physical player than Jordan ever was. Yes. Uh, LeBron does shoot the outside ball, but everyone does now in this game. Yeah. But this, a long time ago, you know, when Jordan was playing, that wasn't the case. Well, Jordan see, was all inside. Those kids grew up watching Jordan play. Correct. Jordan, his only big go-to move was that little little fadeaway, fadeaway a little yeah. double pump fake, you know, fadeaway. And, just, and he would, you would know he was going to do it, and you still couldn't cover it. Well, you, he would. He it's would impossible. It's impossible. It's just like one of those guys throwing those little inside pattern, like. Yep. Touchdown passes, you know, with the L.A. Rams. Hopefully, caught <laughs> more in the first half and into the second half. But um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway. So L.A. Rams, them fucked up jerseys. I, I I just like get all tripped up when I say L.A. Rams, and I like forget. Well, like, like, am I betting on Van soccer Pelt, or fucking? Van Pelt's like, hey, listen, guys, I, I'm going to call your team what it was for a while. I'm sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. you got to get into Missouri for a little while longer. But yeah, man, uh, I think that a lot of people are missing the fact that we're we're witnessing the greatest era of sports in all of sports history. Right now, we're in the middle of it. I agree. And people are not seeing that because, oh, it ain't as good as it was when Jordan was in the game. You're fucking stupid. How many teams were there back then that were contending Every year, that just just how many stud teams were there? I mean, there was like a, a good amount, right? Or no? I mean, I'm just I'm you're I, talking about like in the like the Jordan era in or the you, Jordan era. The, oh yeah, yeah. There there weren't many at all. There there was Dude, there was look at how much more competitive there the was. League there's is so now. much parity in the league now. Like it doesn't matter if you like if you grew up in Chicago, and there's let's just say. Out of like the young like men, the seniors in high school that might be able to go play like basketball somewhere, yeah. the talent is all equal, right? Oh, yeah. But half of them are like like made bad decisions, got in trouble, not yeah. going to school. The other half going somewhere else, so they all get dispersed. These little schools here and there, yeah. and only the big dogs go to the Kentuckys or the what the Calipari's. You know, I mean, yeah. But there's so much parity. One little school in one town can beat the other big college in the next town. I mean, it's it's never a surprise. South Carolina can yep. always beat Kentucky. Yep. Or South Carolina could always take Duke, take out Duke. When your number one score is sick with the flu. With the flu. <clears throat> Remember that? You talking about Michael Jordan? No, 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 no. Oh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's another Jordan subject. Had game. Jordan had a flu game. That, and I'm talking that, that about that was when he won. Uh, when, he, when he when he broke the break. Cinderella Thornwell. Hmm. Cinderella Thornwell. They uh, no, they flew like a regular fucking flight, and he got sick. He got just regular airplane sick, man. And I mean, he was sick for that fucking game that they lost against. Uh, or no. I think he was sick for the game they won against they, Duke. Yeah, dude. He was sick for the Duke game, yeah, right? Yeah. Dude, and I mean, just any at any given time. And that's sort of, I'm stoked to see college football going to that, you know. Because it's college football. We're, we got the best 10 to 15 years of college football that we'll ever have. 
And that started about four years ago. And it will go until it becomes more of what college basketball is now to where, like, you got five or six teams that you know. But then the rest of them are just there because they got bracketed in. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's always going to be that argument, one side or the other. Yeah. But you think over an entire college football season, before you get to those playoffs, let's determine for, like, of the best, like we, at least we can at least agree on the four, the top four, okay? Because yeah. we could never agree on the top two. Yeah, exactly. So what, I mean, you're, no one's ever going to be pleased about it. You know what I mean? You want to go to the top six, eight, ten, twelve? I mean, you would start from the beginning of the season if you have to. But uh, no, I think it's a, a pretty much uh, the most fair way to go about doing it. Yeah, I think sure. so too. It's um, college football is. I think they should pay the. I think that the kids should get paid. Mm. But not then, not right then. I believe. Listen, dude. You know that how gives much them incentive. Money, maybe, yes, that maybe create stock by by how they act. Yes. while they're doing. Well, not doing. only that, man. You got a lot of these kids, like but the you, hey. players and everything. And every high school team has always been hooked up with the local dealership, giving them a badass ride. You know it. The, the top always dog running back always happens, and nobody talks about it. And it's like, you know what? That kid's working hard, doing his. You know, he's working hard. He's creating camaraderie amongst his community. Hmm. He's doing a lot. It's important to keep a kid like that in a good state of mind. Yeah, you know what that like talking about like paying him afterwards. Or mm-hmm. here's the problem that reverses. Where the whole, where all the money's made. So what's happening is, is that you're saying that you're going to pay these people, kids up front, the t- highly talented ones, and if nothing ever happens, you just you're just out. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you would you would look, like sort of leave the leave the kids. What I'm saying is, I think that these players and these sports programs are the breadwinners for a lot of these colleges, right? Financially, yeah, sure. Financially speaking, like that, they're the breadwinners. Sports in the athletic department makes up for what percentage do you say of a of a college, a conference college, like a decent conference college, comes from? I bet it would be low as forty percent of it could be due to academics, maybe lower than that. You know, financial. I, I really have no clue, I, and I don't either. But and I could be way wrong on that. I'm not. I'm pulling that and those numbers out of my ass. I have no clue. But, like, I don't think it's out of the question to say that academic landslide differences in the amount of money brought into a school. <clears throat> I think that sports bring in a lot more money. And I believe that's in bigger, true. In bigger markets like the SEC, yes. in ACC, big, in conference, yeah, yeah, like conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, so maybe title not nine. for Coastal. But right, not at this one point. million percent in Alabama. Hundred uh, percent. I mean, and uh, I think that these kids are getting out of college, and they're looking back, and they're like, you know what, I did really well in this school, but look at everybody around there. Like, and of course, these schools, some of these kids come out of there, and they get uh, drafted in the first second or third round and end up doing well for themselves in the league. But there's a lot of those players that don't get drafted after that. 
And then these guys are sitting there looking back like, what the fuck? I just did all of this effort and I mm. put all of this time and shit in there. Now I'm out here with 98% of the rest of the college graduates wondering why the fuck they can't get a job anywhere. Yep. My theory is these colleges are making so much money and tuition is higher than it's ever they, been. They want to keep them there as long as possible. Why not? Take some of this money that your sports program is making. Don't take it from the <clears throat> take it from only the football program. And for a fo- football player, any sport should have a after college fund set aside for each player according to how much they play. To sort of one that would foster in you wouldn't be sending a kid out into the world. Of major sports, if he does go out and make it in the NFL, but he's still getting knowing a, his worth. He's still getting a free education for the most part, and should be uh, taking advantage of that, of that. How much? They absolutely. And, and, and if you think that playing that. sports in college makes you not concentrate on how much of a value was the free education, then that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I think that's another okay? issue too. So, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of different sides to that. But, oh I mean, yeah. But, you know. I mean, wouldn't that, as a, as a player, that would sort of give me more incentive to say, you know what, I'm already, I'm set up a little bit, you know, I'm playing football or playing basketball or whatever have you, baseball. And you're the reason that a lot of this money is coming in. You're reason a lot of the money's coming into the college, especially if you're, you're a top dog athlete. And of course, this sounds like an Alabama fan who's backing up paying college players. Well, yeah, well, it's it's really easy because you watch college or you watch college football on on Saturday. You watch Alabama when you can, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you are automatically an NFL fan because that's the exact team you're watching right now. Is a, oh, hands down. I mean, they're an NFL team. Uh, yeah, I would. They they could probably beat the Forty ers I don't know, man. I still some. Game pending. You right never now. know, man. I think about I was I was rattling off all the players that were on that team. South Carolina Gamecocks beat arguably the greatest college football team of all time in that number one Alabama team. You remember that? I do. I do. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm gonna rattle off a couple of those people that a couple of Alabama players that were on that team. Mark Ingram. Check. Trent Richardson. Got him. Uh, Courtney Upshaw. You got to throw your quarterback in there. Come on, man. Uh, A.J. McCarron. Yeah, don't hate on him. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. Julio Jones. No, Julio was not in that. Julio Jones was, was on that team. Was he? Amari Cooper. Oh. <laughs> this is seven. We're talking Julio Jones and Amari Cooper? Yeah. You didn't, it didn't matter who was throwing the football at that point. And and guess who was on the South Carolina team? Stephen Garcia and Marcus Lattimore, and they, <laughs> they beat won. the piss out of Alabama. Well, like, I mean, it was just no. it wasn't bad, but man, they just they stopped us. Who, who played defense? What's his name? The Beast dude, Terrence Cody, Mount Cody. No, for uh, South Carolina. Oh, Clowney. I don't Clag. think he was there. I think Clowney that was the year before Clowney. Really? I think so. Let me look. I would double check that, man, because I think Clowney and Lattimore were like 
still kind of playing together. I could be totally wrong. I don't follow them, but. Starters in South Carolina versus Alabama. 2009. Fuck. Mark Ingram. Oh, no. Dude, Greg McElroy was our quarterback then. The dude with the fucking tats. Yeah. (laughs) With the hot girlfriend. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I th- I don't know. I they, think AJ McCarron. They both did. No, AJ McCarron's girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Uh, was the girl that Brett Musburger made famous okay, okay. because he was calling. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He kept asking the camera to go back to her, or whatever. <laughs> Creepy. So yeah, we have Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson for sure. Um, I want to see. Amari was not there at the same time, was he? Two thousand and nine, Alabama, Crimson Tide. Mark Cooper's damn. He's a baller too now. Um, depth chart. We're talking about the 09 game. 09. Don, uh, Dante Hightower. Hightower played for the Redskins for a hot second. Dante huh? Hightower, Courtney Upshaw, Javier Arenas, Marcel Darius, Terrence Cody. I don't know any of these names yet. Mount Cody. Julio Jones. I know old Julio. Um, so yeah, I guess Amari was gone by then. Marquise Mays was still there. Mm-hmm. Darius Hanks, I forgot about him. <laughs> Greg McElroy, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson, Roy Upchurch. On the back, too, bro. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Uh, yeah, dude, Trent <laughs> Richardson and Mark Ingram both <laughs> look like they were molded. Dude, they're the best. They dude. look like in college, dude, and they did dick in the NFL. Well, like, dude, they actually, were great to watch know in who college. Mark Ingram splitting time with right now? <laughs> Adrian Peterson. <laughs> oh, yeah, in New Orleans, because they can't decide on which, like, you know, the one they want to cut or God, keep. man, there was a time when Adrian Peterson was the greatest. Football I, player in the league. I agree. Remember, do you remember playing fantasy football? And you, Dude. the only thing you could do to win the league was to get, get the no, is to pick the best running back. And you had like before PPR, was you had Sean Alexander. You were winning money. Roll Tide. Okay, you ready for the next one? You get Adrian Peterson. You're winning money. Yep. You know, you're falling ahead over heels. It used to be the old running back. You got to go running back, running back, running back. Then get the quarterback wide receiver yep. combo, like the old Cole Pepper Moss. Yep, yep. Like you know what I mean. Like think, of, uh, but but otherwise now you can't get a running back because they're all split in time. Moss is probably Tom Brady Randy Moss is probably the best quarterback receiver relationship ever. I agree, hands down. And I mean, who do you who do you uh, who 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 could you go uh, you go Manning Harrison, which is like is like yeah. pretty soon Aikman. Irvin, I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean, that's a strong one. Uh, Jerry, Steve, I hate to say it backwards, but Steve, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. That's called Steve Young and Jerry God, Rice. Man, I want it to be, you know who I want it to be? <laughs> you know who I want it to be? <laughs> I want it to be fucking Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. I, it sounds like you do. I and it, it also be, sounds man. like you're a damn uh, Falcons fan. I'm... <laughs> All right, I know. I've always said I don't have an NFL team. I don't really don't, but I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, and I've been an Atlanta Braves fan my entire life. Mm. I feel like if I were to be an NFL fan, I like if, for other than my fantasy team, who's my favorite NFL team every year, and I tell everybody <laughs> that my fantasy team because shit, 
My my fantasy team's <laughs> missed the Super Bowl like once in my career. Uh, so I mean, uh, I, I would be a fan of that team too. Then, dude. So that being said, I think I might be a Falcons fan, and uh, I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not going to bandwagon it because they just went to the Super Bowl last year, and I can't be a fan hey, because it's too fresh, and I'm not a bandwagon. I, I, I disagree with you, and I, I don't want you to discount yourself this much right now because I do see where you're coming from because you don't want people to think you're just yeah. jumping on something. But here's the bottom line: you're you're a Braves fan. Yep. Right. You're you're from South Carolina. Geographically, you've got this one team or the other team to cheer for. Man, fuck, dude, fuck Auburn. Did you guys hear that earlier? I said that right. <laughs> fuck Auburn. Fuck Cam Newton. Fuck the Panthers. I can't pick them. So I mean, I don't. I, I would not discredit that at all. I would say totally cool. I wouldn't have a problem with well, it. Well, I, I will, but I'll, I want to make this clear. But you've also been to Atlanta before, right? No. Never been to Atlanta ever in your entire life? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I've been to baseball. I'm not football. You mean, right. like, no, no. I'm just, just saying, like, you've been to Atlanta. Oh, dude. We drive through Atlanta every year when uh, we go to Alabama when I was a kid. Okay. Well, so, well, so like, yeah. okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So, my point was is that there's a lot of people that – are Dallas Cowboys fans. There's never been Dallas. Never even stepped in Texas, dog. Mm. That's the biggest state in the damn uh, you know, continental United you. States. I see where you're yeah. at. Can you pick up my microphone? It fell down underneath this table. Hey, oh, Clevier. That's German. <laughs> um, it's flat water, not sparkling. Yeah, flat water. Uh, want to start kind of kind of putting the cap on this. We got a lot of good content in the golf area, <laughs> and uh, got a lot of good content in the football area. How about we spend just a few minutes talking about my favorite sport in your Baltimore motherfucking Orioles? We talk about baseball a little bit, okay? So, I believe that the Cleveland Indians will win the World Series. No doubt. I agree, too. Um, I've thought that for a while, and then they started winning all those fucking games, and that is amazing that they won 22 fucking games in a row. That's just unheard of. Baseball is so much like life. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue your. You, no, 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 I, no. You, you, I like the old like something. Something's about life. Dot dot dot. I want. I want you to finish that. So, baseball, you have to show up today, and you have to play this team, and you could beat this team, or that team could beat you. If you beat this team, don't get too high on your fucking horse because you got to show up and try it again tomorrow, right. and they could beat you tomorrow. And then you know what? After that, you got to do it again the next day. Mm. And then you might get a day off. Amen, but then you got to do it again the next amen. day. Amen. MLB, amen. So in the week in which a football team can show you who they are, one time a baseball team has the opportunity to do that at least five times in a week, which is the average work week for the average American. Now... If you, in your life, only had one shot a week to show up and show who you are, you could show up every week and you could dominate your one time and you could do better than everybody else. But there's a lot of people around you who are not doing their best every week 
and who are going to fall short of what you're doing. And that means that they don't even have as many opportunities in their life to do great things that you would rather in baseball, you have that opportunity tomorrow. You, you could have fucked up today, but you get to try it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Think about in life, if you're like, fuck, I fucked up last week, and you got a whole week's worth of that looming over you. I got to go do better this week. Of course, you do have a whole week to prepare, but a lot of people don't, a lot of average people don't prepare after they fail at something. They just continue to fail over and over in their mind, right? All week long, that just tears somebody apart. If you have to wait and give that time. Now, rather, if you had to just show up and do it again tomorrow, it's like, okay, I can do this. I have to do this tomorrow. It gives you, it puts your puts the fire under your ass pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of, I don't know, it's it sort of, that. that's my theory on that. I feel like baseball is most more like life than any other sport. Because there's so, one basketball. There's a lot of basketball games too. Mm-hmm. I mean, basketball is the same thing. There's a lot. How many? How many days off a week did basketball get? Baseball is more intimate, even at the end of each game. It's not like at the yeah. end of the basketball game where like you're just losing. You just like the game goes. Yeah. Because anyone can like come back anytime in baseball. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it could. It's not confined by a time clock. You don't know when it's going to end. You could have extra innings. You can tell them, like, they got to hurry up on the pitching, but that's about all you can do at this point. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot you can do. Well, well I hope you good. don't put all this shit over the internet. I'm going to put every bit of this shit over the internet. <laughs> but that being said, we will probably have another episode for you guys coming up in the next week or so. We've been very busy over at the Sunset Grill podcast. If you would drop in on iTunes and uh, subscribe also to the Sunset Grill podcast and the Cast Iron Skillet podcast, which is uh, both podcasts that I do with uh, one with Noah Byrne and Blair Beaudry, in which we tackle all of the latest conspiracy theories and some that are not spoken of yet and start our own. Uh, and in Cornbread, we talk about pretty much anything, which uh, we do. Uh, we'll be up in Boone and uh, recording this coming weekend, so hopefully you'll be able to hear that. But as of right now, this is Merle's Inlet Sports. Brother Brooke, thanks for coming, my friend. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good deal. We're going to get this thing uh, out to these good folks of iTunes. Drop in iTunes, give us reviews, let us know what we're getting right or getting wrong, give us ideas of what you want us to discuss, and bet on the Browns. The Colts are going down. The Colts are 0-3 this weekend, folks. The Colts are 0-3 this weekend. That's the end of my story.